Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Today I wanted to start with the discipleship community. O Lord, you who by very definition and design is three in one, you who concretize perfect community, we stand mindful of the pervading pull to make it all about ourselves. Forgive us again, O relational God, and draw us back towards the communal table. May we break messy bread with others. May we roll up our sleeves and wash each other's tired feet. May we sing out of tune and out of time in collective love. Or in tune, I'm really happy with that too. (laughs) May we be lavish with our generosity, not our criticism. May we learn to mute the voice of preference and instead kindle unity. May we attune our ears knowing wisdom can come like a gift from another's mouth. May we be engaged not in momentary glance, but with boots and all heartstrings. May we always swing the pendulum towards giving, not receiving. May we have the deep breath courage to be accountable with a trusted few. May we remember the gripping honour and responsibility that we can help each other come more alive. O Sovereign Lord, we are reminded that the work of a disciple is indeed work tangled communal work, following you, our shepherd Jesus' work, and your church, your bride, is the engine room, the building ground, the rolling our sleeves up kitchen cafeteria for those who have put their hands up for such work. So together, covered and scaffolded by your justice, truth, love and grace, we are indeed showing up. Amen. Thank you for showing up. That's very good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm serious. Thank you to everyone who keeps turning up, to our services here at school, to House Church, to Connect Group, volunteering so that we can create an atmosphere for the presence of God to come, for people to find Jesus, to have that life to the full that we so want, that he wants us to have. And thank you for muting the voice of preference and criticism And instead, kindling unity. That's what we want. We know the blessings of God come when there is unity. Thank you for your continual hard work and for showing up. You know, society isn't really known for those things nowadays, is it? There's such a lack of resilience and persistence in people. And it's a very throwaway society. So something's broke, throw it away. We just give up at the first sign of pressure, pushback or obstacles. Oh, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. But we as a people of God are called to have a fire in our belly, a fighting spirit that does not give up and doesn't give in. Amen. In Ephesians 6, when describing the spiritual armour of God, which only covers the front of us because we're not running away or turning away, are we? We're facing the battle. But it protects us, our front. And we're exhorted to stand and having done all, continue to stand, fighting the good fight. And at times we can feel weary and have that discouragement. And these are attacks of the enemy to try to knock us down. But today I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting to encourage us to pick up our fighting weapons and go again. Yes, that's, I want to read um, Kings, 2 Kings 5.1 about someone who didn't give up. 
Naaman was general of the army under the king of Aram. He was important to his master who held him in the highest esteem because it was by him that God had given victory to Aram. So he's pretty important. A truly great man, but afflicted with leprosy. Who can say that would slow you down a little bit? That would be a little bit discouraging, wouldn't it? And it so happened that Aram, on one of its raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl who became a maid to Naaman's wife. And one day she said to her mistress, Oh, if only my master could meet the prophet of Samaria, he would be healed of his leprosy. What amazing faith in a young girl. It's awesome, isn't it? I love it. Naaman went straight to his master and reported what the girl from Israel had said. Then verse 9, so Naaman with his horses and chariots arrived in style and stopped at Elisha's door. Elisha sent out a servant to meet him with this message, didn't even go downstairs. Go to the river Jordan and immerse yourself seven times. Your skin will be healed and you'll be as good as new. Well, verse 11, Naaman lost his temper. He turned on his heel saying, I thought he would personally come out and meet me call on the name of God, wave his hand over me and get rid of the disease. The Damascus rivers of Barna and Farfa are cleaner by far than any of the rivers of Israel. Why not bathe in them? At least I'd get clean. He stomped off mad as a hornet. I love the word of God. Come on, guys. This is, it's great. And isn't this just so like human nature? This is funny to me that he expected the prophet to come and he was going to honor him and meet him and he didn't even come to the door he's got all planned in his head how his healing's going to come going to do this and wave his hand and you know what can anyone else relate to this yeah right I know I love to try to tell God how he should move and what he should do and at times he has to remind me that I'm not part of the trinity he doesn't actually need me and I just have to accept that as helpful as I think my suggestions might be And here we see, such true to human nature. But verse 13, he's got good people around him. His servants caught up with him and said, Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard or heroic, wouldn't you have done it? So why not this simple, wash and be clean? So he did it. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times, following the orders of the holy man. And I love it that he didn't stop after the first time. He didn't stop at the fifth time or the sixth time. He kept going, even though it looks like nothing has changed. But after the seventh time, the skin was healed. It was like the skin of a little baby. He was as good as new. And he went back to the holy man. He and his entourage stood before him and said, I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is no God anywhere on earth than the God of Israel. Wow, he had an expectation of God and of others, life and how his healing was going to occur. And he was not happy with God's process, but the end result was magnificent. And God was given all the glory on a major scale. But what would have happened if he did give up, if he chose not to dip the fifth time or the sixth time, if he gave up before the seventh time? He would have absolutely no healing. Nothing would have changed. He would have missed out on his breakthrough. And he would have lived with that discouragement and that sickness. We don't understand God's ways. And in some instances, we're not supposed to. That's how faith works in God and how trust develops. We persevere being persistent despite the 
um, difficulties or the delays that we faith um, that we face. We persevere in faith, trusting God to fulfill His promises. And when we face difficulties, we can trust God because he understands our situation and he sees our distress. And when we feel like giving up, take time to remember God's faithfulness can strengthen our resolve. I've been a Christian for 50 years and I have this deep sense this year of understanding God's faithfulness. I've got some runs on the board, you know, after 50 years. I feel like I can say, hey, this stuff works. And I know that when I put Jesus in the centre of my life, when I listen to the good shepherd's voice, his voice, and the good leaders that he's put around me, I apply those disciplines of the sacred pathways that lead to life, studying God's word, the Bible, being prayerful, having my fighting scriptures to pray over my life and standing on those promises that God has given me, faithfully attending and serving and giving, being in a discipleship community, I will see God move. I've seen his faithfulness for over 50 years. If I don't give in and don't give up. Your discouragement can be the greatest tool of the enemy and it really brings us down. And discourage means to take away our courage. If I allow my thinking to spiral and for disappointment to enter in and overwhelm me, I now know how to dig again, dig those wells and dig, those, and dig into those pathways of life, those sacred pathways of life and go again to encourage myself in the Lord and to you know, not choose to be in that place. And we can let some of these slip and prioritise other things and wonder why we don't have life to the full. Keep reading the Bible. Explore some different ways of doing that. Have a prayer partner or like a Bible partner. And they talk it over devotionals. We're starting a new one tomorrow. I would love for all of you to jump in. Uh, Steve will tell you a bit more about that at the end of the service. Go in there and be intentional to go, I'm going to read this word and I'm going to share with my friends, my family, what stood out for me or something. We love that. You encourage us and it gives you a new passion for the word of God. It's exciting. You can listen to the audio Bible. I know so many people listen to it on the way to work if they've got a long commute. Listen to the Word of God. It's just filling their minds. Sometimes it's good to look at a, little, a different translation or version to get something fresh out of it, especially if you've been a Christian for a long time. Do some journaling. But whatever you do, go again. Keep speaking out. This will be my best year in the Bible. Choose to make it happen. God's Word is so rich and so relevant. But you have to be in it to win it, right? So keep on getting into the word so you can win the battle, defeat the enemy and have the victory. You know, Psalm 23, such a popular chapter that people know, says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But don't stop and make camp there. We keep walking, just keep walking, just keep walking, just keep going. We keep going through to the other side. And I want to encourage you today that even though you might feel that you're far from God or some areas in your life are a bit dry, don't give up. When we fall, we get back up again. Keep praying. Even when it seems like sometimes your prayers are falling on deaf ears, they are not. God hears and he's moving behind the scenes working for you. Go again. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. And one of my favourite um, 
stories in the Old Testament is Hannah. And she went to the temple, the church, year after year. And she was asking God for a child, even though her husband's other wife <laughs> intimidated her. That's a whole other topic we're not covering now. But just to say that is not on in our day or age and totally not acceptable. Different times, people. <laughs> but this other wife, she tormented and intimidated Hannah because she had children. But First Samuel 1.10 says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son, I will give her to the Lord for all the days of his life. And 20 says, Hannah gave birth to a son, Samuel, meaning because I asked the Lord for him. Isn't that beautiful? And in my opinion, Samuel was the best priest that Israel ever had. You see, when he died, the Israelites just mourned. They were devastated. And he was incredible. He was always led by the Holy Spirit. He obeyed God even when it was unpopular or a dangerous message to be sharing. And he lived with great integrity and faithfulness. And Israel was blessed because Hannah trusted in the Lord. And she kept persisting, going to the temple, going to the church, doing what she knew to do again and again. And they wouldn't have had Samuel without her going again. So keep turning up at church and house church and groups, connect groups and serving. Keep going again and again back to those right pathways because they do lead you to life, freedom and victory. So there, are there some areas in your life where you're guiding, asking God for some answers or even a miracle and it looks like nothing is happening? Go again. Receive prayer again. Ask God again for a promise from his word that you can declare over your circumstances, over your life. And this is key, actually speak them out loud because faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when you're speaking it out, you're also hearing it and your faith is building. Faith moves mountains. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is what moves God's heart. Not begging, not good works, not negotiating, not pleading, not need. There's a lot of need in the world. What is it that, call, that moves God's heart? It's faith. So we don't give up and be weary in well-doing. The children of Israel wandered around for 40 years in the wilderness and it may have seemed like they were never going to enter the promised land. But the time finally came and God, through an angelic messenger, gave them specific instructions on what to do. Joshua 6 1 says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its men, fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, then sound a long blast Oh, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Do you know what happened? The walls actually went, they didn't fall over. They actually went down so they could just step over and walk in. That's a miracle, right? Yeah, it's incredible. So Joshua commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. It's unusual, isn't it? 
Why the silence? I'll tell you why. Because our words have the power to create life and death, to create or bring destruction. Previously, the children of Israel had destroyed their chances of entering into the promised land because of their negative words and their lack of trust in God. Had they seen God work miracles before? Yes, time and time again. From protecting them from plagues, delivering them from Egypt, parting the Red Sea, providing food for them. And those of you who've got children, their clothes never wearing out for 40 years while they're living in the desert. Now that's a miracle. But they saw the giants in this promised land and didn't believe God would deliver them. Except for Joshua and Caleb. And I know Pastor Eden's going to share about Caleb in two weeks' time, which is going to be fantastic. So Numbers 13, 13. Caleb told the people to be quiet. Listen to Moses. Caleb said, let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. But the men who had gone with him said, we can't attack those people. They're too strong for us. So they began to spread lies among the Israelites about the land they had explored. They said the land we explored is one that devours those who live there. All the people we saw were very tall, taller than Pastor Nicole. We saw Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak. We felt as small as grasshoppers and that's how we must have looked to them. They didn't look through the eyes of faith but they looked instead seeing themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes, not in God's eyes. And yesterday those who were at the She Day Pastor Megan Halverson shared how our native tongue as Christians is to speak words of praise. But we have to guard our hearts and mouth because we can be influenced by fear and doubt and default to the negative. And this is what had happened 40 years earlier with the spies. So it's understandable that their instructions this time entailed no talking. It's like, you guys be quiet so you just can't mess this up this time. And they obeyed the angel and Joshua's orders exactly. They marched around once every day for the first six days. Then they marched around seven times on the, fi- and on the final day. So when they were marching around, did the walls look any different after they'd marched around Jericho once? No. <laughs> did they look any different twice? Did they look any different after the sixth time? Did they look any different after the sixth time on the seventh day? No, but they didn't give up. They went again, obedient to God's word. Then victory was theirs. You know, maybe your walls, the devil's schemes, the circumstances you're looking at still look the same. But know that God is working for you. He is on your side preparing the victory. And it might look like nothing has changed. But we walk by faith, not by sight. In Romans 4, Abraham is spoken about here. He took God at his word, it says. He believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. And he called into being things that don't even exist yet. Another version says, we see those things that are not as though they are. That's faith, isn't it? Speak those creative, life-giving words. Prophesy the future. Keep standing in faith. And despite circumstances, don't give up, but go again. Can I have the band up, please? You know, everything you want is on the other side of not giving up. I'm going to say that again because I think you should get a bit more excited about that. Everything you want is on the other side of not giving up. God is faithful. 
You know what he's saying? Your clock is not my clock. (laughs) You know what he's saying? Trust me. I know what I'm doing in your life. I'm preparing you. And if you endure the nightmare, you're going to experience the dream. As sure as you're standing here today, God is faithful. Trust him with your trial. Trust him with your family. Trust him with your money and finances. Trust him with your career, with your business. Trust him. Do the things that you know to do. Keep following those sacred pathways to life and go again. Like Naaman, if God asked you to do something crazy, you'd give it a go, but he's probably not. He's just asking you to go again and do what he knows works, what you know works. There's no magical formula or a quick fix, but your breakthrough is coming. It might come in a moment of prayer on the altar. It might come through some unusual act of obedience that God calls you to. I've set people, seen people set free from smoking, drinking, porn addictions through fasting, others through the laying on of hands, others had to put strict disciplines and accountability into place. Seen immediate healings, I've seen partial healings, I've seen that ones that occurred through people obeying practical wise strategies from God, I've experienced all of those. Do you need healing? Go again. Financial breakthrough. If you're standing on the word, if you are tithing, that you can, you can test God and he says, I am for you. I will come through for you. We're going to take time now to bring these things to God, to go again. I want you to stand where you are. The worship band are going to sing in a minute, but then we're going to take time to make space for the, to you to go again, to come and receive prayer for whatever those barriers, obstacles, walls are that you need to see victory over. Just with your eyes closed. Firstly, if you've not given your life to Jesus, made him center, now is the time. It's only through his sacrifice on the cross, his death and resurrection, that we have victory and can obtain that for ourselves. You've maybe made that decision before to be a follower of Jesus, but have walked away. But today you can go again. So with every eye closed, just pop your hand up. I'll see it and we'll pray a prayer of salvation and commitment to following his ways. So if that's you, you want to put Jesus at the centre, just let me see your hand. Amen, that's awesome. As I said, we're going to sing this song. The words are just amazing. (laughs) And then we have that opportunity to come again and receive prayer. God put on my heart a few things to pray for. Maybe you've let your sacred discipline slip. Your Bible, your prayer, serving, attending. You need to purpose in your heart to go again. Get some accountability and some practical strategies to help you break through in the spiritual realm. There's other people here that have allowed offense, whether perceived or real, to come into your heart. And you're dealing with bitterness unforgiveness or poor attitudes today lay it down at the feet of Jesus and get set free prepare to go again there's people that need healing there's physical healing but there's also emotional healing and heartbreak God is here today to minister to that he actually says I came to mend the brokenhearted came to set the captives free to bring healing He's here today for these things. 
There's those of you that need financial and employment breakthrough. I'm going to pray for you, believe with you for that. There's disappointment. There's unfilled ex- unfulfilled expectations from things from career, ministry, relationships, friendships. Some of you got unmet expectations and disappointed about your relationship status or your family situations. Study your housing situation. And really importantly, family relationships. Some of you are in difficult marriages and there's challenges there. God's saying, don't give up. Go again, get prayer. You can come through this to the other side. There's many of you that want to believe and keeping believing for salvation of your loved ones. Go again. And this is really specific. God's saying there's those of you who've got loved ones that you want to be able to join you in WA and you've got restrictions with visas and stuff. We're going to pray and go again. I really believe there's a breakthrough for that for people in this congregation. And there's those that you need to be forgiving people who've, who've hurt us, rejected, damaged us. We need to go again so we're not robbed. You're not robbed of your freedom and your life thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast we encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that jesus gives if you want to check out more of our upcoming events service times locations or to give online head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give